Hello, welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece manga front to back. I, as always, am Jacob, the super rookie of One Piece, joined by my co-host, the super veteran, Justin. Yo, yo, yo. So, last episode we were discussing slash debating exactly mm-hmm. how far we thought we could get in this episode. And for you listeners, the consensus that we eventually arrived at, I did tack on a little message at the end there, is that we're probably going to end up discussing both, well, actually, I'm just going to say we are most definitely today discussing Amazon Lily and Impel Down. Yeah, we're going for it. Yeah, all the way. So we were starting still at chapter 514, going all the way up through 549. But if anyone did only read Amazon Lily, that is the cutoff at chapter 524. And we'll give you guys a cutoff before we start talking about Impel Down. So if you only read Amazon Lily and you want to come back and finish this later, you can do so. Mm-hmm. So, Amazon Lily. Amazon Lily. Uh, still trying to recover from what happened last uh, last chapter, last arc before that. Still had that, <laughs> the reigns of Sabody in me a little bit. Yeah, but, right, right. Yeah, so it opens up with, by the way, the Thousand Sunny, it's still being washed over by the Rosie Life writers now. Um, I hope it, they're... It is honestly amazing how quickly I gone from there they can go from joke characters and just I didn't really care at all about Duval or the fish riders just being like that's my boy right there yeah you know? to the, like to in the this most chapter important. it's where you're like that's our boy <laughs> watching and the uh, ship and they're the most important characters because if they don't look over the thousand sunny any of those pirates could take that good quality ship <laughs> yeah it's they an just, amazing they just got the ship too <laughs> it's like one of the best ships in the world I think it's safe to say right yeah, they just yeah, got their and it's just up too. for grabs. That is so <laughs> scary. So God bless <laughs> Rosie Life Writers. Oh, for, absolutely, for absolutely. Um, so Amazon Lily starts off right away, not right where I wanted to, but there's potential for it to still go. Because, like I said last episode, I was hoping for Luffy to have like his like breakdown, his characterization of like understanding how important the Straw Hats are. It's not that he didn't know that. But I feel that this was a good opportunity to, like, shock it into us that, yeah, he really needs everyone. And they definitely do that in Amazon Lily, like, little pieces here and there. Like, when he's out to try and go hunting and he wishes Sanji was there to cook the meat or he's trying to make a raft and he wishes Frankie was there to build one. So, it's always constant little peckers and reminders that he's aware of this, but, I don't know, I, I, guess, I guess I was thinking, like, more of a mental breakdown, like, kind of like the end of last arc. But he's he recovered really quickly and is in full survival mode now. Yeah, yeah, yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He he kind of bounces back, quote on you know, Luffy rubber has him talk about. Uh-huh. Yeah, really, really fast immediately, mm-hmm. almost like deceptively intelligent. How quickly he's able to pick up on that situation, like oh, yeah, we all just mode. got sent flying. He's like, okay, yeah. cool. I, I assume everyone else is safe. I'm gonna try and go find them. You know, <laughs> mission A regroup. Yeah, I got go. the Vivre cards. Let me go and try and find them. Let me try and get off the island. Uh, let's try and see if we can navigate back together. Um, but of course, it's never as easy. He right away doesn't eat the right shrooms on the island. Some of them make him laugh. Some of them make him angry. And then eventually, he looks like something out of like a Jinji Ito flick. He's just covered in mushrooms at one point, and he's rescued by Amazons, uh, all shapes and sizes. Um, and they bring him back. Right? They bring him back to. Uh, their place, and they try and, like, <laughs> they try and cut off all the mushrooms off of him. Best girl of the arc, Marguerite. Ah, that's debatable. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see as we go on. You'll see what I mean. Um, but yeah, they, 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 they heal him up, but they think, they, they think she's, he's a she, right? They just don't right. refuse the existence of men. They're just like, 
oh, we got hey, save her. She's got all these mushrooms on her. And then it's like, I can't get this last mushroom off. Tug, tug, tug. I can't get stretching. it. It's stretching. It just won't uh, rip off. What the so, hell is this? So basically what has, what has happened here is Luffy has landed in Sanji's dream. His paradise, exactly. mm-hmm. if you will. And this, just doesn't give a crap about it, really. Do you think Sanji would like these women? Like, I know he likes women, but do you think he prefers them more feminine? Because these are like, you know, really uh, strong, burly women. I think the mix is enough. Because there's yeah, a lot true. of beautiful women on Amazon Lily. That is very true. One of the uh, post-chapter questions was someone asking, hey, what are these random back characters' names? And Oda gives you, like, 12 names. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's now <laughs> named, he's named officially all of the Kuja pirates, my mm. favorite, amongst them being their sniper. The, sni- mm-hmm. the, she is the sniper. She's the sniper. She has the. Uh, she has a bun. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and she's not like she doesn't look like she is carrying a big old gun, but that's the only yeah. way to identify her. And you know, it's extra information that reveals I, I she's a know. sniper and her name. I didn't even know they yeah. had guns. I thought they were all bows and arrows. Well, anyway, I know Margaret does, but anyway, so yeah, so we get that exposure. Uh, they realize, holy crap, this is a man. No men are allowed on the island. We get this great overshot panel that looks like what Skypia would have looked like before, you know, in its during its peak, where you have it's bustling full of streets. You got like almost like an Aztec or Incan Mayan civilization. Um, it's established that strength is beauty on the island, so it doesn't matter if you're like by our standards. If you're very attractive, it, you could be super ugly in Amazon Lily because it's like, well, can you right. punch? Can you punch a boar to death? No. Then you're not beautiful. Get out of here. <laughs> Establishing that every Seems single legit. person on this... Yeah, so every single person on this island is fucking strong. That's the establishment here. Um, but we get a continuation where Luffy's locked up, but it is even funnier than before when they're checking out the mushroom that wouldn't come off of him, where <laughs> the... the He's examined like he's like like a lab rat almost like he's like he's studied on by all the women there who have never seen a man before, and they're just like are all do all men stretch like you? Are they're all are they all dumb like you? What are those things? Oh, they're my precious jewels. You have all these hilarious scenes going on. Yeah, and I think the funniest shot is when Luffy's <laughs> like, "These are my family jewels," and you have all the women like lying on their bellies, looking up, like, "Ooh, ah." <laughs> It's yeah. so it's so childish and immature, but I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course there are and then of course they all go, Hey, can you rip them off? Can we look at them? Hey, can we see them? Hey, can you just give them to us? Rip them off? Hey, just give them to us. Like, no. <laughs> They're not literally jewels. Oh, <laughs> uh, but it quickly, yeah, it's basically a reminder that Luffy's like just completely alone in this because he's being examined like a you know, like I said, like a little puppy or a lab rat, but things don't work out. He's a man and he has to escape. Yeah, it, it's a it's a fun little adventure, really. Most of this arc and Loki, even the next arc, right? There is a lot of like really tense stuff in the background. Like obviously, right now we just got separated, right? We don't know what's going on through and all that's lingering for us. And then yeah. what we learn very quickly in this arc, but not there quite yet, is that we officially find out about Ace's capture, or Luffy learns about it, right? Because we, I think, we already knew. Did we know that he yeah, was, Ace was getting executed we, before this? We did. Yeah, we the reader know uh, Ace is going to get executed as of last arc. Um, okay. There was newspapers, yeah, that Ace is going to be executed, but Luffy doesn't find out until the end of this arc. But until then, um, he is just on the escape. Like, his priority is to try and link it back up with the Straw Hats. 
but because he doesn't have Nami's navigation or, you know, Zoro's wonderful sense of direction either, uh, he's constantly like going in circles, like he's not sure where to go. He takes like Margaret as a captive as he's trying to escape, uh, realizing that they're using hockey infused arrows, whatever that means. Yeah, so much hockey <laughs> information was dropped in this arc. arc. Yes, this arc. So is. much. A little bit in the next arc, too, actually, but it's establishing yeah. that I think I mentioned that last <laughs> episode, but it's kind of like the uh, the that spirit energy that Bleach has, too, or like the aura from like a Super Saiyan or right. but manifested into like a physical force that is enough to actually make people get knock people out or even have a crazy amount of strength, even if it's by someone who's physically less strong than, like, say, Luffy. But um, yeah, so they can somehow but what I'm curious, though, is they actually managed to control it and then infuse it into their weapons. That's, yeah. like, the industrious side where I'm like, how does that work? That's a Vegabunk and shit. Yeah, we can, let's <laughs> just, like, let's... So, basically, a after this whole Marguerite thing, we get to that fight. He gets captured and thrown into the arena with uh, the Hancock sisters, right? The Boa. Right. Oh, Boa. right, right, right. Before and that's when that, we're though. receiving... Oh, wait, something else we're not meant well, before that, we get the official introduction to the Hancocks, right? To so the Boas, sorry. Where, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, again, Luffy is like with Margaret. Margaret's learning a bit more about Luffy. She's very cautious, by the way, like a little bit of characterization about her that I like, where she is cautious, but she is like learning more about him. Oh, but regardless, yeah. yeah, the whole time we will find out that there's only one ship that can sail in and out of Amazon Lily because it's in the Calm Belt. This is an island in the Calm Belt that. Yeah. And you're like, no one can conventionally get here because it's surrounded by Neptunians. And only people powerful enough, like, say, the Boas, can go through the waters with their own creatures, with their own, uh, like, beast handling, uh, with their own ship. Except for maybe, perhaps, the Navy, who recently got those, Navy, those sea prison battleships, right? Right. But then we get the perspective from them that, oh, Boa is one of the seven warlords and she's being invited to the headquarters because of this big execution that's about to happen. Right. Basically, we learn that all the warlords are getting called in as bodyguards to mm -hmm. defend against what they're considering an inevitable attack from Whitebeard to save Ace. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's popping off. Inevitable. In the, in the big, <laughs> greater world, things are popping off right now. Oh, absolutely. And the Navy is expecting heavy resistance. So, they're yeah, they're cashing in all their... Uh, all their cards. Um, I will say, before the reveal of Boa, we did get a name drop of Hancock back at Thriller Bark uh, by Brooke, that he is supposed to be like the, the unmatched beauty of Empress Hancock, and him and right. Sanjo were like, you know, imagining that. But with the whole setup of like Beauty of Strength, Amazon Lily, and all these different women that are on here, I was really expecting Hancock to be what we saw was her sisters, like someone who was really big and burly and actually like a literal boa. But that's like the split, right? That's when you have uh, Marigold and uh, Sandra Sonia, right? Uh, I literally thought Hancock was going to be the, the amalgamation of those two combined. But instead, we have quite arguably the most attractive best girl, arguably, I say arguably here, very strong. In the whole here. thing, yeah, in the whole series so far. Yeah if, we're, yeah, if we're talking literal beauty, it's like, yeah, she's the best looking one. But Oda's like, you shouldn't like her, though. Why? She literally kicks puppies. She kittens. literally kicks kittens and baby yep. seals. Because she's a spoiled brat. <laughs> and it's but like, how but she... it, let's be real, we're all going to forgive her. 
<laughs> yeah, like eat, like power or not. Yeah, she has like a, like a passive effect because she was forced to eat the love love fruit. Um, she has a passive where even if she's not like using her power to turn you into stone, um, because of any type of lustful thought you have for her, you naturally are more forgiving to her because she is that gorgeous, or because of the fruit fruit, right? Or the fr- double fruit. So it's a mix of both. But yeah, what I loved is that she literally has like running joke where it's like people are showing her compassion and kindness and like, oh, someone like the children from the orphanage, they made you this mud clay doll of you. It's hideous, disgusting. Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Who put this baby seal in my way? Kick. And you even see like the blood spurt and it's horrible. And you're like, oh, but she's so gorgeous still. Oh. Yeah, but she's, yeah, she's something. <laughs> That's yeah. So like, I had here like she's literally like all these titles, right? Where it's like the leader of the Kuja Pirates, seventh warlord of the sea, empress of Amazon Lily, princess of the snakes, kicker of kittens, and hot. She's That's like Khaleesi, titles like, I have so far. Pirate empress, <laughs> like mm-hmm. her queen of Amazon Lily. You know, yeah. it's like a string of titles. <laughs> she burns her enemies alive, but oh, she's hot. Forgive her. <laughs> that's like a, a, a hor- that's a horrible bastardization in summary of that character but you're like uh, yeah so basically what you were getting to now right where Luffy uh, was trying to escape he makes a wrong move he barges in and accidentally sees the back of Boa in her middle of her bath because of course Oda has to give us a bath scene but it's actually part of the um, part of like the, the taboo of the island Right, where you're not allowed to look at the backs of the boas because they have the Gorgon's eye tattoo. He saw it, but you know, he didn't turn to stone or anything, nothing ha- bad happened. Right. But clearly, the, it's the taboo. belief is that seeing their backs, they have something there that'll turn, turn you to stone if you see it. Yeah, right? that's what they tell people, or mm-hmm. they tell their the other Amazon. So, that's your first clue that maybe but it's so, not. But so, uh, before we get literal, to that, shameful. that mark, the Gorgon's mm-hmm. eye, we in this fight, which is. It's fun, fun action. We get really good, and it ends with a very strong Luffy character moment, right? But it's in the middle and during this whole fight that we're really getting a lot of kind of on the low hockey information, right? Like mm-hmm. we see, uh, I think Sandersonia is the one that primarily demonstrates that this is Mantra. You remember Mantra from Skypia? When they were <sighs> yeah, all like, ooh, we're dodging all your moves and we can see what you're doing. Sandersonia is doing the exact same thing. And I do do not recall now if Luffy mentions like this is just like those guys on Sky Island, but I think they I, might have. I don't mention. I don't remember that. At um, some point, yeah, someone does that. But this is clearly that same ability they were using there that Sandersonia is now using, and we now are being told down here on the Blue Sea it's not called Mantra; it's called Hockey. Mm, okay. So I didn't yes, know okay, if you so caught that similarity of her the reading moves and everything is the same idea that we were presented to on Skypia with. Is crazy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I I understood all the references of the of hockey and like clearly the the higher importance that term that concept is more and more. But I didn't see the comparison to the mantra because honestly I kind of forgot about that part about the yeah about mantra. It's easy to, to forget about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it makes sense, like in a world building sense, where it's like yeah, because Skypiea is completely separate from everything else. They have their own term for it. It's not going to be exactly the same name. So I can see that. Um, did you want to like get to the end of the trial, basically the the farce of a trial? Yeah, so the like that strong character moment. What I was saying is that I really mm-hmm. like the end, and we're talking. It's we don't get to see Luffy alone very often, or not yeah. since like, for a really long time. Yeah, and he's holding his own. He's really strong. Yeah, and very strong, and he's still mm-hmm. just he's kind, 
And I know it's he's such an interesting character. We were just talking, I believe, in our last episode about his interesting morality and, you know, his standard. But mm-hmm. he is, at his core, a, a genuine, kind person, as seen here with. He doesn't know why they don't want people to see the Gorgon's eye, quote-unquote, on but their backs, knows, right? But, but he, he has already Gorgon. seen it. He knows it doesn't really turn people to stone. So it's not like he's jumping on of this girl's back when her shirt gets, like, burned off, right? Yeah. In order to save everyone in the, the stadium, he's just, he's like, she doesn't want people to see it. Maybe it's embarrassing. I don't know why, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can do her that solid. I don't hate this person. And that's mm-hmm. that's Luffy. I love Luffy. Yeah, not to mention after that moment happens and everyone, all the spectators are evacuated. Um, Hancock gives him the ultimatum where it's like, because earlier before the trial began, she turned Margaret and two friends who are trying to vouch for Luffy that he's not as evil as you know yeah, we that, think men are. Oh, bro, yeah. don't sleep on my girl, Afalandra. <laughs> she actually might be my best girl. Oh my, I love her design, bro. She, she is the super tall one, right? Yes. Yeah. She, All right. Yeah, I, I she's can see something that. special. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, yeah. I can see it's, that. It's uh, it's Marguerite, Afalandra, and Sweet Pea are their names. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. Sweet Pea is the one with the the two uh, ponytails, right? Yes. The two yes. buns. Okay. And she okay. wears a leopard print, I believe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, all shapes and sizes. But yeah, they were turned to stone prior to the trial because they were actually trying to vouch for Luffy. But of course, Hancock being spoiled brat, as we mentioned earlier, she's like, yeah. no, fuck you. Naturally, um, they're, those three are my favorites, you know? They're yeah. <laughs> so, nice. yeah. So with that pretense, um, Hancock uh, tests uh, Luffy's metal of going, either I turn these three back to normal as what you're claiming, or you get your ship, right? And there's even that one panel where it's like, Let's see how much of a good person you actually are. And with like without missing a beat, Luffy goes, "Yeah, turn back to normal. That's great. That's fantastic." Shocking Hancock and everyone where it's like, "Oh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> I didn't expect that to be <laughs> so clear cut of you being a, a nice, humbled person." Oh, okay, so we save this, the three people are saved, turn to stone, and yeah, we basically. Oh, there's one important bit of information that's never mentioned again in the next arc or again in this arc. But at the near the end of the fight, before he covers the back of you know the tattoo or the mer- the Gorgon's eye, um, right. there was a moment where he shouts, "I want you to stop this at once!" And there's a right. few people that pass out, and people go, oh, "What's this?" I, I would argue a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I remember like one panel of like up uh, the panel. It's I'm like remembering. it's like I think it's more than half the audience, which is okay. Okay. Quite the pa- a large number. Yeah. Okay, because the panel I remember, uh, it was just one person. Yeah, it it could be half, because the the panel I remember is one person's passed out, like, foaming at the mouth, kind of like back on the ship with uh, Shanks and Whitebeard. Right. And then there's another person, like, looking like, what the heck just happened? And then we get a name drop that this hockey feels familiar of the Supreme King. And I'm like, are they talking about Goldie Roger? Are they talking about someone else? And this is, (laughs) we also just mentioned this last week in, Mm -hmm. uh... Shib- or Shibondi, right? When we're talking about that strange power Luffy uses on the bull that kind of like it makes it back down and eventually fall unconscious. It mm, comes back that, around here again and now we get a name for it and an explanation. The you Hockey know, of the Supreme King. The Hockey or, of the Supreme King, yeah. Or so, normally what I see is they call Hockey's colors different types. So mm-hmm. At least they used to. It has been a while, I'm not going to lie. They used to call him the color of the Supreme King. I don't know if that's okay. actually still floating around, I'm going to be honest. 
Not sure either. I just wrote down Hockey of the Supreme King and put it in bold going, what does this mean with all arrows pointing to it? Yeah, I, either way, that's the it's a, that's a, that's the type, right? It's like yeah. Supreme King Hockey, if you will. Mm-hmm. So with that final name drop, uh, Luffy ends up being Luffy. He saves the, the three people who saved, who vouched for him. And there comes a moment where the Boas agree, okay, we need to talk to Luffy about these marks. Because he's seen them, it's best that we describe them. Um, the former Empress is vouching for Luffy as well. Real quick, the former Empress is like a, a small granny character who's like constantly criticizing Boa. And then Boa literally has her at one panel thrown out like the scene from Emperor's New Groove. Both yeah. to the old man who threw off his groove <laughs> and just tossed yeah. out. And like almost one for one identical. But um, yeah, remove so Boa... her from my sight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you throw off my groove. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I love that movie. Uh, but yeah, we finally uh, get the, a little bit of uh, key detail because Luffy recognizes the symbol, but he didn't know exactly what. And we get this moment where you know the two sisters, right, that that are like with Luffy, going like, "Oh yeah, it's actually, you know, no one's ever had this moment because a man in the bed chambers. Oh my god." And then Bo- Hancock finally says, please come in here. Luffy goes, oh boy, I'm, I'm starving. Like he's like, he thinks it's, he thinks it's <laughs> yeah. like a feast because he's used to this, right? Right. And then he goes into the chambers and it's a fucking setup for a porn scene where Hancock is <laughs> topless. She's seductively lying on her, on her throne, right? Or her bed. And Luffy goes, hey, why are you naked? Where's the meat? <laughs> and I'm screaming at him, the meat's in front of you, dumbass! Mm-hmm. Like, you got a snack right there, bro! What yeah, you mean? <laughs> yeah I, I loved that scene, too. I thought it was hilarious. Like, the first time I read it, I, I literally laughed out loud when he's like, yeah. where's the meat? Just that dumb look on his face. And yeah. It was hilarious. Just, I love Luffy, uh, you know? I thought, like, I you got two hams, you got two hams right in front of you, bro. But, yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, it actually reminds me of back, like, arc three or four of our very early on our coverage. While I was asking you, like, does Luffy have, does anyone of the Straw Hats, particularly Luffy, have a sex drive at all? And this kind of confirms that he might not. If not, it's very specific. Because I was, I, I was even Sanji. saying, like, is he? Sanji definitely does, right? Oh, yeah, he definitely does. But he's yeah. too much of a coward to actually go for it. <laughs> um, or at least, no, not skilled enough to do it. But. Luffy, I think I even said, like, is he asexual? Like, what's the deal with him? I, and then you mentioned that maybe he has just a, a very acquired taste where it's like, yeah, who knows? Maybe he's looking for someone who's a very good chef and a very strong fighter. Maybe. Who knows? It doesn't matter right. what you look like. <laughs> you do not have the skills <laughs> to match Luffy. Um, but yeah, all jokes aside, um, uh, Hancock, she turns around, shows off the, the sexy tattoo on her back. Unfortunately, that's my first thought. I thought, oh, that's a very nice, sexy upper back tattoo. Right. What does it mean? And then she goes, it's the brand of slavery. And I go, never mind, I take that back. I'm sorry, I never thought that. <laughs> yeah, so we learn that, that this is the, as we translated in the official, as the huh, right? Or the claw mm-hmm. is what I would normally say. Like, yeah. the claw of the celestial dragon. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, the slave brand. It looks kind of like a claw. It is, you mentioned uh, in our little pre-show, like, metaphorically, it is kind of the impression that the dragon's claw is literally oppressing or, like, standing upon their slaves' backs, which yeah. is very, I'll say very not, you know, a stretch mm-hmm. based on what we've seen, you know, they're literally riding on their back, and the way they treat them is off. Yeah, so something that we forgot to bring up last episode, but it's a good time to bring it up now, is a little world detail that I what thought was fascinating was the reason why these royals, these celestial dragons, why they're so respected, even though they are such 
massive fucking pricks. Unbelievably so. Biggest cunts you can ever imagine. Um, is they are related to the 20 kings that formed the world government and brought down right. that unnamed mysterious kingdom in that hundred year gap. So, again, with these little references and little nods, because that's like my favorite mystery that I want to know more about, that kingdom, that origin story. Um, but we get a little bit of that, and that's why uh, these people are regarded as holier than thou and nobler than thou, and it's like, uh, to the point where they brand their slaves with like claw prints of dragons, even though it's like, God, it's like, how far, so far up your ass can you get? Um, with more details, um, yeah, the boas and other slaves, they were horribly, horribly tortured and, and, um, Horribly tortured and what's the right word I'm thinking of? Just used in all the yeah. worst ways possible. Where we learn that, for example, we mentioned Hancock has a love love fruit. She didn't choose to eat it. She was forced to eat it to pleasure right. the, the master. And her she sisters was with. as well, who have uh snake zones were also they were fed them just for fun as entertainment. Yeah, for fun. So whether you think it's sexual or for or entertainment, either or, it's beyond fucked up. And it's again, Oda telling you fuck the celestial dragon so much i'm waiting for that panel where we're gonna see like a celestial dragon mansion and it's gonna make a big bomb blowing up and i'm gonna be like <laughs> just like <laughs> just like ah yeah yeah <laughs> like we, really we're all, that all very excited for them to get their comeuppance oh please do yeah. like you mentioned and that you mentioned that favorite you. punch in the last arc oh yeah go on oh yeah i love that but uh mm-hmm. it, while we're here on this slave uh the hoof the claw of the celestial dragon Luffy recognized it because it is, uh, oh, yeah. it was reworked by mm-hmm. Arlong and Hachi, who, you know, we had her comeback last week. Yep. But have it the, was rebranded into the Sun Pirates logo, not actually by Arlong. We learned about Fisher Tiger here, who was the original leader of that crew, right? And he basically redid the brand with a cover-up that makes it indistinguishable to tell who is a member of his pirate crew and who was a slave. Yeah, pretty much Which, a really... He sounds like a pretty dope guy, yeah. Yeah, but just the recontextualization of, like, Arlong Park and Arlong, does that do anything to you? Make you think anything? Wonder anything? Uh, it makes me curious because it makes me... Well, sorry, uh, that's not the right term. It makes me hypothesize that Arlong might be a part of... Uh, we kind of get more of that backstory where after the after Fisher Tiger, he founded the Sun Pirates and freed the Slaves of the Fishmen. They sploff into factions after Fisher Tiger passed away. So that tells me that Arlong might have been one of those really fucked up factions where it's like, maybe Arlong wasn't a former slave himself, but heard the stories and was really trying to go out there, right? And rebel in his own way. So it tells me that one of the factions might be former slaves or sympathizers, right? With the former slaves and other people that are like, yeah, fuck it, dude. We're fishmen. Let's fuck it. Let's be proud in the best way possible by supremacy. Right and fucking right. enslaving humans because the uh Hancock yeah like does we're mention... not the slaves anymore now they're gonna be the slaves right? exactly yeah it's yeah. the it's almost like the um God the the villain of Black Panther Killmonger almost like his mentality right where he's right, like, reverse yeah. it right um and a little detail too of like why this would happen is uh, Hancock does say that Fisher Tiger did not like humanity as a species as a whole. So it's not completely out of line with, like, why that faction would split off. Again, this is a theory. I don't know if this is true, but judging from Arlong, our one example that we have so far, that I'm like, okay, maybe that's one of the factions where it's like they're trying to get comeuppance. They're trying to get uh, revenge for what happened. 
But yeah. Arlong was such a scumbag. I think he did it because he liked it, not because of some, you know, higher purpose that he had. But yeah, more the reason that I wanted to go to Fishman Island. <laughs> God damn it, Oda. <laughs> well, we'll probably get there one day. Yeah, one day. Probably. <laughs> probably, maybe, perhaps. But yeah, that explains Hachi's sun tattoo on his forehead. Or maybe because... Fishman Island will just always be the next island and they'll never actually get don't there. Don't do this to me. You know? Don't do not do this to me. Do not do this to me. <laughs> but yeah. Well, um, that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. So that backstory of how horribly enslaved and tortured and oppressed the Boas were explains why Hancock is the spoiled brat. She refuses to be under control by anyone, even if it's like a fraction of control, even if it's like, you know, actually cooperation and not right. at all. But she sees it as some kind of way like that, where it's like, I yeah. refuse, no matter what, to be lesser than anything ever again, which is why she wants to maintain that warlord title to be like this complete dominant authoritarian empress of her people, even if she's a completely jerk about it, because, you know, she doesn't want to be anything lower than the highest tier ever again. So it's like, all right, yeah. you're still a bitch, but I yeah, they, see where you're saw, coming from. We saw, like, in the scene when they're explaining it, the sisters, uh, the Hancock sisters, were all, like, or Boa sisters, sorry, were very yeah. traumatically affected by that experience. It was Sandersonia, I think, that started kind of having, like, I'll say a PTSD-type attack oh, absolutely. while they were talking about it, and, it, you know, just to kind of drill home the kind of terrible things they went it's actually, uh, from a fourth wall perspective, it's actually a good writer's tool. So that way, for us, the readers, is for us to imagine the details, what exactly happened. Because what we were said so far are, you know, like, okay, the facts that we know that they were forced uh, fed these devil fruit powers for amusement. But they never showed, or Oda never showed or said exactly what happened. And because, like you said, because they start having PTSD reactions, like, Luffy goes, no, 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 you don't have to go into any more detail. I get it, I get it, I get it. You as the reader are going, holy fucking shit, this is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And you are doing all of the imagining yourself. You don't have to be told exactly one for one what happened. Your brain does the thinking for it, and that's bad enough. So, great scene overall. Great exposition scene. Um, it and made I mean, me actually feel a bit more sympathy for Hancock, even though she kicks puppies. Right. <laughs> yeah, she, she becomes a little bit more likable as her, as her time goes on, leading into Impel Down as well. <laughs> the brief time that she's in there because that is a, basically the end of the arc right after basic, this we learn all that and then Hancock finally she falls in love with Luffy right we didn't really mention that right but. okay I wanted to bring that up because it's fucking hilarious <laughs> so after Luffy learns right from the former empress that Ace is going to be executed and therefore he they plan he plans okay I need to get to Impel down Hancock agrees to take Luffy there because like you said she falls in love with Luffy and I think it's fucking hilarious because she gets anything she wants because of her power, right? She has every Navy man, every captain, every loyal member, Amazon, like male, female, dog, cat, animal, whatever, like in love with her. But the one person her power has no effect on, she loves. Because right. I, I feel like it's because of that reason. Like it's the it's like the literally the opposite Opposites attract, attract kind of thing. Block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but the hilarity is because throughout this arc, um, this is an island of simp's. Let's be honest here. Where or even anywhere around her becomes a simp. That's basically her power. But to Luffy, she becomes the absolute pinnacle of a simp. Where anything he does, she mishears. You know how the joke of like you know characters like mishear like, oh, you talking shit about my nose? Like for Buggy, for example. And then everyone's like, no, I didn't at all say that. 
she does that, but instead with Luffy talking to her, going like, oh, thank you. And then she goes, oh, she said I love you. Oh, and then does like that, that, that Spanish <laughs> opera, like faint with her hand on her forehead kind of thing, where it's like, all right, Hancock, you need to take a chill pill. <laughs> but I found out fucking hilarious because you literally have like this spoiled brat gets everything she wants. Yeah. And the one thing she can't, now she's almost dying because the will of love, like horrible yeah, Star like Wars the whole world is simping for her, but she's over here simping for Luffy, who just yeah. doesn't it, even notice. She takes, she takes the millions of people that simp over her and condenses it into one simp energy battery and simps over Luffy for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's basically it. Yeah, so that's basically yeah. it for Amazon Lily. We actually get, at the end of this arc, we find out the other Straw Hats are confirmed to be alive. They're yeah, we get a brief own. cutaway to them. Yeah, they're in their own versions of heaven or hell. Like Nami's in heaven, uh, Sanji's in hell, Usopp's in hell, Chopper's in hell. Uh, Brooke might be in heaven. Who knows? Uh, Frankie, it's unsure if it's heaven or hell. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, they're a lot. Their well-being. I oh, and Robin's definitely in hell. She got the worst of it. She's a fucking prisoner. Um. Oh, did you want to bring that up a little bit in the pre-show about that? I do aspect? at least want to mention, yeah, because we talked about this as well in our little pre-show as we're getting our notes in order and stuff, you know, before mm. we start officially recording. That this bridge is so interesting. This, uh, what's it called? The San Tequila or something bridge? I don't know the name of it. It's just a massive bridge that's been in the work for Tequila Wolf. years. It's, it's on Tequila Wolf is the name of the place she's on. Okay, okay. And this bridge from Tequila Wolf is the most interesting thing from this very, very brief Straw Hat cutaway section. Because we don't know what this bridge is. We only get a couple of... Because they... Or Oda is very explicit, I believe, to mention the bridge itself. That it's being built. Mm. That it's the largest bridge in the world. Right? And that they're on a, a schedule. And it's been being built for 100 years or something like that. I thought it was so 700, it, but I think I might... might maybe even longer. Years. It may have been a huge number. But... Yeah. Yeah, no, you're actually correct. It was construction for over 700 years. Around that, time per- around that time period. Like, what, kind of what is up. this bridge going to? Why is it such an important project they would dedicate so much slave labor, you know, uh, let's ignore the, the morality here, uh, to, of their labor to this mm-hmm. for 700 years? It's extremely interesting to me. Well, regardless of the morality, you could say, what? why does the government want to do this, right? Why does the world government want this constructed? And we see in pre, uh, pre-chapters later on that the Revolutionary Armory gets involved with this section, like this bridge operation. So it's like, or like they try and rescue the prisoners there. So like, we're wondering like, okay, what's going on here? But yeah, it's like all this pop off this thing, like these one or two pages where it's like, what is going on here? Why all this effort? Because usually you think, oh, you want to build a canal through the red line in some place, right? To make it that part easier to navigate through. It's like, no, we're building a bridge to between two islands or a, the mainland to an island. And then it's like, what's that island? Because this isn't, this isn't uh, North Blue or West Blue. That way I would be like, oh, they're trying to connect to that final island. It's like, no, it's an East Blue. So it's yeah. the beginning of the Grand Line. So I'm like thinking, okay, that island can't be that important, can and it? I also just feel like her little section is presented differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I feel as all the other sections are We're about comedic. the Straw Hats are comedic and lighthearted and about them and just what's happening. Hers is more about what's yeah, then, happening and then, you know, yeah, like and on then that my, place as opposed to like action to action what she's doing. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite Straw Hats back in shackles again. I'm just like, God I know, it. it hurts. It hurts seeing that. It really does. But <laughs> Come yeah, on, it, man. It like, Luffy, you gotta hurry back. But yeah, so... I think that wraps up Amazon Lily. Um, 
And then uh, also uh, Perona. <laughs> Zoro. She, she lives. Right. Zoro Perona got Perona. sent to the same place that Zoro got sent to, apparently. So Perona is not floating in space. Yeah, confirmed <laughs> not... Perona's alive. <laughs> Just She's gotta alive. throw that out there. We saw her with Zoro. Yeah, she actually went to an island that she wanted to go to, an island of doom and gloom. But then she's yeah. like, oh, but it's too much doom and gloom. I can't do anything else here. <laughs> she got exactly what she asked for, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, thanks, Kuma. <laughs> How kind. Right. Did you want to do a stamp here? Yeah, so this is the point where we're going to be moving on to Impel Down, which is uh, the 525 is the first chapter of that. We're going to be going up to 549 now for the rest. Oh, yeah. So, Impel Down, it starts off really strong, I will say that. Yeah, yes, it does. Um, Great. At the end, I wanted to mention it here, because at the end of the last arc, they do say that Whitebeard is definitely on his way, because the scout ships they had watching him have all gone silent, right, from the Navy Quarters HQ, <laughs> Yeah, from the, head, from the perspective. And the Whitebeard's name is called the Moby Dick. I think that's fascinating <laughs> you got yeah. a whole bunch of possibilities of references you could do with that of like yeah. vengeance so oh, yeah like literal he's, he's white beard approaches the world's yeah. strongest man is on the move you know mm-hmm. like it, it's exciting trying to get either he's gonna get revenge for if he's too late or he's gonna rescue ace but regardless it's like it i don't know that much about white beard other than like is white beard a possible ahab character like it's that name alone got my brain going of like of possibilities of what to yeah. expect yeah, we haven't seen much of him. We've only seen him really a couple times, or the one time, talking to Shanks on the uh, ship. Two times. The, talking to Shanks, and then the first time we saw him as being a pimp, where he's like... Right, right, nurses. okay. <laughs> he's lonely, okay, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so it starts off with that, and Hancock agrees to smuggle in Luffy, because as we established, she is deeply, truly in love with him. Um, poor girl. <laughs> poor Hancock. She's she's always like daydreaming of like Luffy being hand fed by her and they're like being romantic and then while well, then reality is him just like stuffing like three steaks in his mouth going, Did you want anything? <laughs> no, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, we get that introduction and we go to basically arguably the worst place we've been to in One Piece so far. Like not like in the, like the writing sense, worst as in like it, this is literally hell. Layers yeah. of hell. That's so, called. Mm-hmm. Impel down. So right away, when they saw, like, we saw, like, the uh, outside picture, where it's in the water, you see the Neptunians uh, swimming around, and you have, like, the, the cake column going down and down. I was thinking, this is Dante's Inferno. This is going to be the nine layers of hell. And I was so fucking excited to get, like, a literal... Because it's... You kind of... It's known, it's, it's known as Dante's Inferno. It's actually called Inferno. Um... Just, like, little things like that where it's, like, religious tones. Like, that's kind of, like, my jam, too. Uh-huh. Like I love I love Lovecraftian themes, but I also love, like, religious, like, like passages like that used Symmetry. for fear. Yeah. yeah. I think it, I think it came, like, on a personal level, I think it, became, it came from, like, me going to Christian school when I was, like, in elementary days, like, fifth and sixth grade. And then being, you know, force-fed, like, these fearful things of, like, don't do this shit or you will go to hell. Look at all these passages to reinforce that. And then right. now I see it as like very metal, really cool ways of storytelling where I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, the first layer of hell, it's it's in limbo. The second layer is less. So I thought we were going to get that literally. But yeah. instead, what we got was actually honestly a bit better where it's Oda's version. It's his creativity where it's like each layer is matched by wanted levels where like if you're wanted for 100 million berries or more, you're in the fifth layer or lower. If you're if you're caught and you're really dangerous, but you didn't get the high one level, you're not that strong. Eh, layer one, layer two, a lot of the thugs, right? 
if you're like yeah. a captain cot, your thug will go layer one, layer two. Um, we get like an Anubis reference. We get like a what's the guy's name? Hanayabel. Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. Hannibal. He has uh like the big the big belly, but he's got like the the pharaoh or like the yeah, Anubis headdress, headdress kind of thing. Which so, I thought it was. I liked Hannibal actually. He was pretty funny to me as a character. I was a little disappointed in the villains in this because again, I. I see Dante's Inferno, one thing. Two, the prison guards are dressed like fucking Nazis. They yep. have the, the black leather gloves. They have the armbands with yep. the symbol on them. They got the aviator glasses and the caps. I'm like, dude, this is, this, this is literally hell. You got Nazis being guards here. You got Anubis guarding here. You have Satan being the main warden. Or like Chernabog, if you want to go either or. Or like uh -huh. a gargoyle. But at the end of the day, they were kind of comedic, more than actually intimidating. But it's One Piece, so I guess it makes sense. But I guess yeah, I, was I don't. I it. don't think he's a great villain. I just character-wise, I thought he was done decently enough and pretty comedic. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was good for what he did. It's just my personal expectations ruined it for myself. Right, Not right. ruined it, but like kind of hampered with it because I was I was expecting Oda to be like. Yo, I like Berserk too, guys, and just go like full Berserk references and oh, into yeah. Dante's Inferno kind of thing. But instead, we still get pieces here and there, but that's not the focus. Like we get like a a will a real quick line saying that the prisoners they're sterilized as soon as they enter here. They are beaten nonstop by the uh, the the manticores, the monsters that roam the halls. Uh, every type of torture device you can think of from history books, from any constabulary you can think of, is here. The further down you go, the more creative it gets. It is, yeah, it's just straight yeah. up. Like, the location is fantastic, but it's not what I expected, but it's still really fucking great. Yeah, I agree. And Ace is in here. Ace is in here. Lowest level. Yeah. <laughs> and right in the beginning, we, we get that conversation, right? Between right. Ace and Grandpa. Ace and Whitebeard. And yes. Oh, sorry. Ace and Grandpa, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, Ace About and Whitebeard. Yeah, and uh, Garp. Garp. Mm-hmm. The most that. interesting thing here is the confirmation, where I believe, for the first time, that... Was it in here? Maybe I shouldn't say anything. That that Whitebeard saved Ace, and Ace considers him a father figure? That's what we got. Uh, I guess so, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, the relationship between Ace and uh, his captain. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's like father and son. It's not just captain and uh, captain and officer. It's it's more like a right. family and he bond. Said it's because, like, he they, they abandoned their real father, right? <laughs> yeah. Garp. And, you know, and it must have, and it must him, basically. Yeah, and it must have definitely hurt Garp too, because remember, Garp sees himself as the father figure for Ace and Luffy from back from post Eni's lobby, where he's like, "I raised you kids, I gave you tough love to make you stronger." But hearing Ace like tell it to his face, where it's like, "No, Whitebeard is like a father to me," and Garp having that mixture of emotions, probably. Well, he's either really out hiding or not, but of like Garp not being seen as that by Ace, and also the fact that Ace doesn't see you know, Dragon as his father figure, which makes sense. Dragon's fucking gone the whole time. But right. yeah, that, that scene there was a lot for me. Um, but after that, we have a domino effect of just fan service cameos and callbacks. It's the prison, after all. So right away, we see Alvita. She's on Buggy's ship. She actually looks better than before. I don't know why. I think Oda got better with the details and <laughs> yeah, how he draws. Uh, yeah, like hot women. Because I mentioned before, like proportions are always off. So I never was attracted to them. But I noticed in these two arcs, he got a little better with some of the details. Where like the proportions are still yeah. there. But I'm like, you know, this is actually kind of... You know, I'm, yeah. I'm actually going, yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, remember, she's got the Iron Mace. Jacob, snap out of it. Snap out of it. Um, 
And then the crew are confirming that Buggy was captured, and they're not going to rescue him <laughs> because fuck going to Intel down. Right. Um, logically sound. And then we see as Luffy breaks in, you know, he separates from Hancock. Hancock gets him in. Uh, we get to see Buggy. He's in the middle of an escape. <laughs> and I was oh, so happy because I love Buggy. I, I didn't really? realize how much. Just I, from the I, brief time we had with him. Yeah. In because, Log Town and his art in Orange Town. Yeah, because looking back at my favorite arc so far, Orange Town is still pretty high up there because of Buggy. It's not my top yeah. five anymore because we've got some you know, amazing yeah, arcs. I love Buggy too. He's especially just so, he's so much fun. Post this arc. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. can see what I, I can see that going forward. Like when I um, first saw him reappear, I was like, "Really, buggy?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it makes sense because he was on layer one, layer two, yeah, trying yeah. to layer one, trying to escape. So, and, and remember, he was a part of Goldie Rogers' crew. We know they that don't. now for sure. People don't they don't know, know that. that though. That's true. Yeah. They don't know that. So yeah, now but, we've confirmed that Shanks was also a member of Gold Rogers' crew, right? And buggy. Yeah. Yep. That was confirmed uh, last arc or two yeah. arcs ago. Two arcs ago at this point. Um, but we get Buggy back, and I'm so happy, personally, because I remembered him being very cartoony, and, dude, U- Usopp's gone, I need my Looney Tunes, okay? Yeah. As soon <laughs> as Buggy's here, Buggy is immediately going, I'm gonna betray Luffy, and I'm gonna stick up to the guards, and I'm gonna get out of here. Meanwhile, he's, like, slamming into the wall with, like, his eyes and teeth popping out of his face, and Luffy going, is it over there? <laughs> As he's bunching to the wall. <laughs> And then he's, like, all these plans, like, Wiley Coyote just constantly failing. Like, it was such a fun time seeing Buggy. Yeah. Where, oh, it was so great. It was a, it, it was a fun team-up, too, Luffy and Buggy. Absolutely it was. The, the panel of them, like, punching at the same time, going, alright, temporary alliance, go! And I'm just like, oh, I'm so happy. Because, remember, the Straw Hats are still separated. And I saw this as, oh my god, Luffy is gonna get old enemies as temporary allies for the next yeah. upcoming arc. <laughs> so, yeah. Buggy being number one, I'm like, oh my god, this is like his Usopp. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking, right? This is this is the Usopp. This is great. And fortunately, that includes Mr. Three. Unfortunately. Yeah, I was, I was waiting. Your yeah, favorite is, villain back, yeah. back again. <laughs> yeah, shut the hell up. <laughs> I wonder now if, like, you got a traumatic, echoing voice, like, the sound of my voice in your head, ominously yeah. alluding that everybody comes back. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. You know what? Small price to pay. as Because Mr. Three is actually kind of useful at one point, later, at the end of this arc, so I'm like, okay, Incredibly he's useless. useful. He's kind of useful. Let's not give him too I, much I would here. argue that he is pivotal in their escape. I by, refuse. By creating a riot. <laughs> <laughs> that freed almost all the prisoners. They wouldn't have been able to get out as easily as they did without him. Buggy's plan. It was Buggy's as much plan. as we hate him. His, his fruit is is the clutch clutch fruit in this arc. Listen, I refuse to give him that much credit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I assert that the wax wax fruit is clutch. Too clutch. Okay, okay, even if it is kind of clutch, the way that they reintroduced Mister Three's power is so disgusting. Because the first panel we see him, he's holding out his palms, and there's like. If you're reading a manga, it's just black and white. It's just this slandering, sticky substance between his hands. And I'm like, is this an uh, Evangelion <laughs> reference? Right. Did you make an EOE reference here for a second, Oda? You're kind of disgusting, bro. <laughs> but either way, I'm like, oh, God, it reminds me. And by the way, if, if those if for those who haven't or don't remember why I don't like this villain, it's not that I hate him. He's boring. Compared to every creative villain or fun villain like Buggy, Mr. Three is just bland. He looks like a Yakuza character, 
but boring, right? He's not like the Admiral from last the last two arcs ago where he had like a very expressive lips or anything like that. Yeah. Um he just he's just boring with a stupid ass three for hair. Like it's not that fun. And plus his power was disappointing too back uh, during uh, uh Little Garden? Yeah, Little Garden. Um but yeah, we get him. He joins in Buggy where he's like, "Oh, we plan to leave." Oh, real quick, I had a question actually. So Buggy makes a deal to help Luffy in exchange for the armband. That's apparently a map to the treasure that uh, Buggy's Buggy looking after. has been referencing for this whole story, basically. Yeah, so... There's always mentions of this guy named Captain John and his treasure mm-hmm. that Buggy is looking for. And apparently, yeah. on Thriller Bark, Luffy stumbled... Because you probably missed this, but now I can tell you without spoilers. Okay. There was the... The zombie of Captain John was there. Just Luffy didn't oh. know who he was, but many longtime fans were like, holy crap, that's the guy that Buggy was talking about. It's Captain okay, John. Okay. And then Luffy finds his thing, the armband, just so happens to be Captain John's treasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's my, that, my question to you was, I forgot or I missed where the armband came from, because yes. I thought for a second, did Nami take this back in Orange Town? Because he references that Nami gave the armband to him. So I thought, was this the armband back? Was this an armband back in Orange Town that I completely forgot about? Because I don't remember him wearing an armband. But then you confirmed right. that no, this is just thriller. Yeah, book. I think Nami found it and like she saw it. She looked at it and Luffy was like, "Oh, that's cool." And she just goes, "Here, you can have it." You know, you can have it. it. And he yeah. puts it on. I'm like, sweet. All right, okay, I confirmed it. I thought it was a reference back all the way to Orange Town, and I forgot. But if it's back yeah. to Thriller Bark, I don't feel as bad. But still, I missed right. it. Right. Uh, but yeah, that ends up being the own bartering tool to get Buggy on board. Um, and they also, uh, oh, real quick, not just Nazis guarding the prison, there's also, uh, ocean gorillas, the blue gory, which are actually pretty fucking cool. They have giant double-edged axes, they swim out into the ocean, and they hunt Neptunians for food. That's pretty fucking sick (laughs) of what they could do. Um, but yeah, I was definitely on board with the blue gory as opposition, at least for the first couple levels. Um, yeah, I yeah. like I like the blue very well. And just overall, the whole vibe of Impel Down, all the the kind of weird jailers, like the blue gory, the man faced lions, the uh, the demon jailers, are all re- really well done and interesting, and they make for a fun ride down yeah. this hellscape. Oh, best character, best best callback, Mister Two. Bon Clay is back. Our <laughs> Our real boy. I know in the, the beginning real, of this episode, yeah, Duval, boy. you are boy. But, yeah, the, but the you question... ain't our boy. This is Mr. <laughs> Two, baby. Uh, even, yes. yeah, even back during Alabasta, I, I think he was my favorite of the um, of the mercenaries. And yeah. he and because he, he definitely came around too. Yeah, and then because the one, ending, the ending of Alabasta, like, oh, catapulted him far above any other broke works agent for me. And possibly the end of this arc, too. Which, in case anyone forgot, yeah, he came in with the clutchest of saves to allow the Straw Hats to escape Alabasta from a Navy barricade by distracting them and sacrificing himself, which is literally why he is here right now. Because he saved the Straw Hats and gave himself up. Because he was helping his friends. And that's consistent to even now, where Bon Clay is escaping. He sees the Straw Hats. Oh, sorry, he got the Straw Hats. Sorry. I said Straw Hats. (laughs) Don't you dare! He sees Luffy in the makeshift. Yeah, and, and, the, repla- and, the, and the expendables. We'll, we'll call them the jail hats for now. He sees the Luffy in the, the jail hats. They're the coming jail down. Hats. Yeah. Okay. But it's a very great reunion where they meet up again, and they still remember each other right away. Um, 
he posed as Zoro first off, and Luffy's like, Zoro's here? What the heck? And then he goes, no, it's me! Oh, it's you! I think we should name this episode Jail Hat Rock, just throwing it out there. Uh, I'm, I, I, my vote is Luffy's Inferno, but we'll discuss that later. Ooh, that's good, that's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, discuss, we'll discuss terms later. Anyway, so we get Bon Clay, and I'm thinking, okay, this is a very fun team already. And we have this... Okay, I think I might have seen this as a meme somewhere, because this face that Buggy makes just struck a chord in me (laughs) where buggy yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah where buggy is yeah he's talking about a plan of like trying to break through a wall and he goes yeah so you remember those crazy buggy balls i had that flattened that entire town of orange town and luffy goes no (laughs) then you see (laughs) this little panel of like buggy looking to the side shadowed and it's just sadness and disappointment and i'm just like yeah the face you make whenever you ask someone out and they turn you down or something like that. <laughs> just, I feel like I've seen that face somewhere because it felt like deja vu, but in the best way possible. Because it's like, this is just, it mm-hmm. speaks volumes. To it was just like panel. something he was so proud of. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and like, you remember the, like, no. And that's why I, and that's why I was said. And that's why I was sad too, because I I I remember buggy for his buggy balls, because I brought up in our episode. I'm like, dude, those buggy balls are like vibranium. Holy shit! Yeah, buggy doesn't realize what a what an honor it is that Luffy remembered his name. Honestly, yeah. For a split second, buggy did think that Luffy was rescuing him, but then he's like, nah, it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're Luffy. You're, you wouldn't do this. Um, but yeah, they team up with that as well. They're they're getting further and further. The action's going on and on. Um, Bond Clay recommends to uh get the help of a prisoner that might have gone lost somewhere on the level five or lower named uh iva i forget the yeah. long name it's like ivankov ivankov yeah or um legendary or like the greatest uh greatest person to bond clay's eyes they can work miracles um yeah he's or she is called the the queen of kambaka right the I queen of uh, the okama the new kama I say they personally because they, they. That's probably for the best, honestly. But I know yeah. just as a in story, they will use both when she, when she's a girl, yeah. they'll call her she, and when he's a guy, they'll call him he. But yeah, so Ivankov, I will say they. Yeah, they are it, touted as this very legendary, almost mythical, you know, larger than life figure, at least by Mister Two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the that's the next goal is to as they go further and further down, as it gets hotter and hotter. Um, they have to find, uh, you know, Bonclay recommends we find this person. If we can locate them, they can work miracles. If anyone can break out your brother and us out of here, it's them. So, and along the way, oh, by the way, some of the monsters along the way are pretty damn crazy. There's the one, the Sphinx, right? There's like, it's like the lion slash ox slash griffin. Oh, what are they called? It was a Sphinx. That one, that was the Sphinx. Um, there was also that I wanted, specifically though, there was one monster that was so cartoony. It was a basilisk that was a snake born from a chicken. So oh, it, yeah. And I'm like, this looks like... Okay, this is a out there reference, but people who used to watch AVG on YouTube might know about this movie. Do you know of the monster called uh, The Giant Claw? No. Black and white movie. It's supposed to be like a monster movie, kind of like, you know, back in Godzilla, when Godzilla was really popular. Uh-huh. Um, so 50s or 60s. But the puppet looks so bad that it's actually uncanny and kind of scary because it looks so bad. So when you're laughing at it, you're also like, I hope that puppet doesn't look at the screen too often. But it has like yeah. the, googly, the googly eyes kind of look. 
And that's what the basilisk kind of has. When I was like, that's the fucking giant claw, dude. <laughs> when they're being chased around on level two. Sorry, I wanted to bring that. I wanted to bring that up real quick. Um, we also get a new character reference, by the way. Uh, a important character. We got a couple of new characters in this. Uh, Jimbe. Uh, he's locked up with Ace. Right. Uh, I think he's supposed to be the current captain First of the Fishman. Uh, yeah, Shishibukai, the captain of the current Sun Pirates, right? Or Fishman I think Pirate. so, yeah. And, Big uh, yeah. dude. And as we know, the man who was, and I quote, according to uh, Yosaku, that was, you know, uh, Zoro's former, like, apprentice partner, Johnny and Yosaku. It was yeah. Yosaku who, who said it was Jimbei that set Arlong loose, quote-unquote, yep. on the East. Yeah. That's and how we know him. He's been His name's been thrown around for a long, long time. Absolutely. It's great to finally see the guy. And he even has a callback, too, to remind us, if you don't remember, where he's like, one of his great regrets is sending Arlong out to the East Blue. That's actually yeah. one of his regrets. So I'm like, okay, you are a pirate, but you seem to have, like, a heart of gold. So it's like, okay, you seem kind of trustworthy. And plus, as you said, this. there seemed to be some kind of factional split yeah. and this mm-hmm. really does kind of nail that home right it's like yeah like i let like we split up maybe at some point i let arlong go to the east blue and i should not have let him go to the east blue yeah it's kind of the impression that i got you know like, i went to go do my own thing i let him go do his own thing and that was thing. absolutely so we got jimbe he's locked up with ace and we don't know exactly what his uh oh actually yeah we do we know why he wants to help ace if he can because Whitebeard, at one point, uh, when Fishman Island was completely overrun with raiders plundering the place and people were refused, you know, had no peace of mind, Whitebeard came in and was like, I proclaim this place my territory. Get the fuck out. Which actually brought peace and actually stability and what led to Jinbei, you know, and probably Fisher Tiger as well. Plus to one lead. point to good guy Whitebeard theory. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, either way, that's why Jimbei has an alliance or like you know an allegiance towards a uh, white beard in some way. So hopefully, maybe perhaps if they can get down there, maybe they can get Jimbei out too. Who knows? Um, also, I had a little reference here. I don't know how important this is in the future. According to um, Sengoku, right, the main guy in charge of the navy, is that his name? Sengoku, yes, Sengoku. Um, the only person to escape Impel Down in the last twenty years. The escape of the Golden Lion, the pirate that could fly. So the Golden Lion. Did they give a name? Was that Shiki? No, no name. Um, spoilers. Uh, His name is Shiki. Sorry, <laughs> I'll, 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 dude. It's a name. I'm gonna forget. Yeah. It. Um, <laughs> His name is Shiki. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The escape of the Golden Lion, and then even then, no one's ever escaped. So I'm like thinking, okay, so Golden Lion. Uh, keep it. Keep it. And I will. I will that. say that is. Uh, I want to say uh, even the name is a soft spoiler. Because mm. he is from the one, quote unquote, again, canon movie where they tell and show his story. Really? Which okay. we will probably get to one at one point. Well, I'll yeah, say at one we'll point, probably yeah. do some specials where we're going to talk about the movies eventually. That's so actually, keep an eye out for that. That's actually very interesting because one of the things I always wish to my, when I tell my friends is I really wish that when Shonen. Uh, series like My Hero, One Piece, Bleach, whatever. When they make movies, I really, even though they're non-canon, I really like it when the series does everything it can to try and make the movie canon, even though it can't in terms of like timeline. It can't sake. really be, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Agree. But there, there's still mentions and nods, even if it's like just one sentence here, or maybe like Naruto wearing a necklace from the first movie, right, for like a couple episodes. Yeah, like that alone is like that's a great nod. I, I really like that. 
Um, I wish that happened more often. So the fact that you told me that there's a move that could actually be potentially can, I'm like, that's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, I maybe even the majority of One Piece fans consider it canon. So, and it's a very okay. good movie, so. Okay, that, yeah, then that's probably fucking... That's probably why, yeah. Like, yeah. Oda had a very big role in writing it himself, and, you know, mm-hmm. and making sure there was nothing, like, egregiously out of canon. So it fits very nicely. Yeah. So they eventually, you know, the ragtag team here, they eventually get to level four, where it's it's called the level Inferno, by the way, which is why I was also thinking, like, Dante's Inferno here. Yeah. Um, the hottest, The hottest part. Ironically, because it's not the deepest layer. You would think it's hotter, but I actually like that's not. But for now, uh, the main warden shows up looking like uh, Chernabog here, looking like Satan. Even though, is okay, I have, I don't watch the anime. Is his face like a baboon? Yes. Okay, okay. The way it's drawn, it seems like... Face pain and everything. You're like, okay, well, okay. Maybe okay. not the face... Not much pain, actually. I take that back. I imagined him with pain originally, and I saw fan art, but his face is not painted. Yeah, like a, yeah, Baboon's faces look like it's war paint, but it's just how they look. Their faces, where it's like white and then blue and then red. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he actually has the blue and white on his face. I saw a lot of fan art back before, you know, oh, way okay. back. But I think in the anime he does. Okay. I think it's just a normal face, but he does. He's yeah. very baboon esque, you know. Yeah, I was just curious about that about the look. Um, Magellan has a very crazy power that's really dangerous for this location because it has a horrible like area of effect where it's it's the i think it's what the poison poison fruit where anything and everything he touches is affected by some level of toxin so if he goes all out and makes like a giant like hydra poison beast he can literally affect sorry i've had to know (laughs) okay okay yeah okay i just want to make sure um yeah poison out of curiosity yeah poison fruit uh and so everything touches so whenever he's attacking he wishes to tell the other guards to clear the area or you're gonna get hit too uh and they made a little joke here and there that the warden might be a little toxic because you know he literally has a poison poison fruit i was (laughs) okay no i have a thought but i'll get back to it later about magellan um i don't know why oda decided to name this prison warden magellan off of the the first sailor to circumnavigate the globe Considering right. this guy is not a sailor, I don't know why he named this guy Magellan. I, I will mention also in the design, which you did not, he has black wings, apparently. Yeah, that's why I called him uh, Chernabog, the, like from yeah. the Fantasia musical. And horns. He's got, he actually has horns and wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why at first I was thinking, oh, this is Satan. And then I saw, like, oh, he seems more normal. Okay, so maybe, like, quote-unquote normal, uh, more grounded. So I'm like, okay, maybe Chernabog from, like, the Fantasia musical back in the 30s or 40s. Yeah. And then the baboon, fa- the baboon face. I'm just thinking, okay, just a, a like a chimera, a, a amalgamation of everything. Okay, um, but yeah, his design's really cool. Uh, the character wise, eh, he's he's whatever. He's passable. He's not Mister Three. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's a character I think will probably make a comeback. At probably some point down the line. He's never beaten in this arc. I'll say he, that exactly because he's he's never really like taken down. He's yeah. He's putting in work the whole time. He's still shown to be a very strong character nothing in this arc dis or disconvinces us you know disillusions us of that no one like yeah. chumps him or takes him out he's incredibly powerful and i think he has yet or more to show us in the grand scheme yeah as you mentioned earlier uh he does have a few hard counters like mr three's clay because if right. you touch him with your own body you get affected so it's like okay the clay is there then it could be his armor right or we later earlier on, like any kind of layer. Um, so Luffy tries to fight Magellan, 
It does not go well. There's even a horrific panel of Luffy covered in poison, and it looks like he's just bones at that point, even though he's just yeah. covered in the poison. It's actually a really horrific panel. I was like, ooh, that's really yeah, graphic. Yeah, it's like, like Bobby. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think we can skip ahead towards level 5.5, right? Basically, though- yeah. Like, it's it's a fun arc, as we said, but they're it's really just a, a, lot of a heist a heist movie in this section. Yeah, cool jailbreak. stuff, a lot of recurring characters, but yeah, we're getting a jailbreak heist, and it's really fun until we get down to 5.5. Yeah. And well, before it's... we get there real quick, let's talk oh. about level five, because, well, very, very briefly, again, really driving at home, we see that this power that Luffy has to knock things out, like the power of the Supreme King, he does right, it again the there at level five on the wolves to save Bon Clay. Mm-hmm. And then, so, yeah, 5.5. Yeah, Clay, Buggy, and Mr. Three, they're trying to get Luffy to Iva at this point, but Luffy's out of it. He's poisoned to death. Magellan is basically saying he's going to be dead in a couple hours. Um, they try to escort him, like, uh, Bon Clay does his power, where he disguises himself as the sub-warden, as the Hannibal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, as the vice-warden Hannibal. Hannibal, okay, I'm gonna call him it's Hannibal almost, on accident. It's almost That's Hannibal, <laughs> yeah, but Hannibal. Hannibal, okay. So he disguises himself as Hannibal, they get to level five, there's a funny little joke about, like, oh, you never wore a jacket because you want to show how tough you are, and he's like, yeah, sure, fuck. <laughs> Um, and then we see it real quick again, where Luffy wakes up real quick, he does his hockey again, knocks out the wolves, or makes them stop. And, oh, he knocks them out, right? Yeah, they're like, they're out, out. Yeah, they're out. Um, and then the survivors, the people who've broken out, they are rescued by the, what are they called? The Ka- the Kaza Pirates? Wait, the... Ivas Pirates. I, I forgot what the actual name of the I don't, I don't think they had the name. They're just called the Nukama, right? That that's what I was thinking of. Sorry. Newcoma. Oh, Newcoma. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Newcoma Pirates. Um, yeah, we see Iva. Uh, they are a drag queen. They love what they do. Um, it is well. I will. I will say that it doesn't. They're not really pirates. He's a well, queen. They're a queen of a kingdom. They're they're like a, if anything like a kingdom's army. I would say is more appropriate. Well, now they're a kingdom, but they were prisoners at all four, five, six. Right, people who were forgotten. Right. Is that? I thought that was the implication. I thought they were prisoners at all five who escaped. Oh yeah, reach yeah, yeah. out a little five. And I think, but, but uh, I mean, Eva, 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 sorry. Yeah, Eva is the queen or yeah. king of Kambaka King. Listen, they can be whatever the hell they want to be. I just, okay? I don't know if he's a pirate. <laughs> I don't know if she's a pirate. <laughs> yeah, I don't like technically. That's true, but what we do know for a fact is they are an officer for the Revolutionary Army. Correct. Yes, we do know that. Which is how they know and why they want to help Luffy. That is kind of so. why I was saying I don't think not a pirate because like. I think they're part of the yeah. Revolutionary Army, and I think his kingdom is, like, allied with the Revolutionary, so... Yeah, you know, it's a kingdom same, in name. Yeah. It's a kingdom yeah, in yeah. name. It's a safe haven, basically. Uh, we learn that Eva has a power to turn change people's genders. Um, well, well, I mean, it's not just a kingdom in name. Uh-huh. Uh, because on last arc, when we saw where Sanji was... Yeah, that's the Pink Island uh, kingdom. Oh, that's or... not that's not the same place. I think it's from the same location, I think. Yeah, it is, because Bonclay said uh, the leader of Pink Island or something like that, of that nation. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, so said it is actually a kingdom, he's just not there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm talking about literally five, layer 5.5, that location, and those people being a kingdom, okay, as I okay, thought you were okay. talking about. I'm just keeping like, us, you know, world correct here for later. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah, there, he has yeah, a sorry. We're yeah. Being, yeah, we're being too nerdy here with the world building here. Well, actually, it's actually new. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we, we understood everything, because sometimes little details like that are oh, yeah. you know, the important- easy to, to get mixed up. Yeah, the important detail is uh, 
officer of the Revolutionary Army, and they are now an ally and friend of Luffy, not because of circumstances, but because of honor and like actual like you know allegiances here, literally because he's the son of the lead. Um, right. a little interesting tidbit about Eva. I think <laughs> they look like Modok from Marvel vs. Capcom <laughs> with the, the, oh, huge just face the head, the head size. Yeah. yeah, especially later on when the head gets bigger and bigger. Um, but I think is it? I think it's supposed to be a Rocky Horror Picture Show reference of Tim Curry. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's not meant to be. Um, it's like it's it's meant to be like not in the villain sense because you know it's Eva's a villain in the eyes of the world government, but we see yeah, they're yeah. an ally here because if you've seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, they're they're the antagonist in that movie. Um, but yeah, it's a reference there. They're a very very friendly person. I kind of thought there was a storyline going to be here where it's like, oh, I have the power to change genders at will. I thought there was going to be a reveal later on where it's like, I can only change genders if that's who they actually identify as. And be like, oh, is Oda fucking based early on? Holy shit. Yeah. Well, but yeah, no. but we learn. Yeah, we just learned that. No, it's just that's just, just the power. Just change gender. Anyone. Works. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Simple as that. Yeah. So, but I thought that was really cool regardless because that yeah. he actually uses that on him. They use it on themselves later on. Where yeah, they, I they like a girl genders. fight. I was like, yeah, yeah that was tight. <laughs> that was tight. Uh, yeah, then I'm just going like, all right, Eva, it looks like he looks kind of weird. It looks kind of funny, whatever. And then she... he transforms and I'm like, oh, no, she's hot. Eva, yeah. <laughs> Eva hit me in ways I did not expect. Uh, he looks, they look kind of weird initially, right? Yeah. Like a very weird design, out of proportion to head and body. And I'm just like, I was like, mm, not really digging this design, but. We'll see. But I yeah. like the character, the way that they joke and, you know, they like they play around like, oh, no, I'm, I'm in so much pain. Ah, just kidding. You know, whip it back around. I just like I like Eva's showmanship more than oh, anything. absolutely. Confidence I really is everything. resonated with like their persona that they put on. I love it. I love you. So, yeah, def- yeah, definitely been a, there was definitely a, a confidence thing here that really shines with the character because. Yeah. Oda could have definitely been very offensive with this character, but it's like, no, this is a very nice person. This is a very chill. Look what they're doing. And they're it's, badass. It's exactly. Like, so they, badass. They're, they're badass with their drag powers, where it's like, my makeup is armor. My eyelashes are like like vacuum yeah, power. Like, <laughs> where I wink what? and redirect shit. I'm just like, you know what? I, I'm down for it. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, Th- to go back to what you're saying of like, uh, like being attracted to the female form, you're like, oh my god, I woke up something, and I'm just thinking of like the the Star Wars trailer for Episode Seven, where it's like, there has been an awakening. <laughs> I was yeah. just thinking it out loud. I'm like, oh yeah, god, female it's Eva, yeah, she got it. <laughs> Fishnets and and Afro hair. Oh boy. Well, anyway, so enough with the, enough with the simpiness. That was last arc. Um, uh, Luffy goes through like a mini trial to go through the power through the poison. He works miracles and gets through it in record time. Although he is exhausted, I I wrote this down because I believe this is very critical. Uh, Eva hits him with an Emporio energy hormone, which means he will be like juiced up and adrenaline pumped for a couple hours, if not a whole day. But right. after that, he's going to get hit hard. So that tells me even if, because by the way, Ace is also on a time limit because he's being escorted to be executed at Marine Ford or Marin Ford. Sorry. Um, either, either were. Um, so that tells me right away that Luffy has 24 hours. So even if he escapes with Ace to get him out of the way before he's out cold for who knows how long, because according to Eva, yeah. the side effects are going to hit you hard. They don't say exactly what it is, but he, cause he says, I doubt you care, but it's like, I think it's going to matter next arc or next arcs. So right. we'll see about that. 
depending on how long that is. So okay. we also get two more references. One I was indifferent to, Mr. One. He joins in two. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, so sure. all the, the cool. top three, basically all the top four, because Crocodile joins as well. All the damn it! I was gonna, I was gonna zero, build up to that. Three, yeah. I was like, I'm saying, what? A, it's crazy. I, I was gonna build up to that. I was like, the, back. as the final addition to the crew, we get Crocodile. motherfucking <laughs> Crocodile back. And I was like, I was so happy when Buggy came back. I was even happier to confirm Crocodile joining yeah, the yeah. crew. Man, that was that was the hype for everyone yeah. when Crocodile in the cell starts talking and it shows him. Yeah, yeah it's it's like, listen, I don't know why they locked him up with his grappling hook still i don't know why they did that but who cares shut up <laughs> um eva right. has a selection of cigars and jackets just for him to go back into his old look don't question it shut up it's new comma and once they all get together luffy's on his adrenaline rush they all have this massive breakout and like a couple of events happen all at the same time right because while we have these pirates breaching back out to the surface all combining in strengths while Buggy and Mr. Three are also, like, letting out other pirates from earlier yeah, levels. I think it's around this time that we see something else incredibly interesting happening. Which is, yeah, yeah which <laughs> I mentioned the, yeah, that's why I mentioned the series of events. Because then we see possibly a rebellion from one of the warlords, which isn't surprising because this character is a big mystery. Blackbeard. Blackbeard and his crew show up in a hijacked boat. They crash at Impel Down. Uh, sorry, Impel Down. Breath. Yeah, exactly. It's just, bruh, <laughs> what is going on here? So while the pirates, uh, while Luffy's team is trying to break out up, Blackbeard is trying to go down for or in for whatever reason. And he even says, it's for a plan. We're going to shake things up. Even at the end of this arc, we have no idea what his ultimate goal is. Yeah, but we, I'm like... But, sorry, we don't know the goal of this plan is, but we know his ultimate goal is complete chaos. We, we know that's his ultimate goal. Is it? Um, he he well, said something like that, but what, yeah, what's interestingly, you, at least on the micro here, we don't know yeah. what he's doing, as you say, but he does say that in a couple of hours, I'm going to put on a show that's going to shake the whole world. Yeah, that's why and that's, that's why I meant. a huge red flag. Mm hmm. So like whatever's going to happen in the next arc, Blackbeard is not going to be there to be with the other warlords in this massive fight that's going to likely happen. Not right there anyway, not immediately, but he'll be impelled down, which is why I wanted to bring up to you in the pre-show, Justin. Uh, uh -huh. we see a map when Buggy is explaining that Impel Down has five layers. I don't know what's beyond that. And then we see a map of like level six, right where Ace and yeah. Jinbei and Crocodile are, uh, which is complete darkness, by the way. I love that knowledge of like, it's hot, hot, then icy cold, then nothing. It's just abyss, blackness. Mm. And my headcanon theory was like, we'll find out next arc, obviously. But I'm like, what if there's a hidden seventh layer, like seven <laughs> layers, like the seven vices, right? Seven vices, seven sins. Or yeah. if we're going for actual Dante's Inferno, nine layers. So I'm thinking, what if there's seven, maybe eight and nine, and Blackbeard is trying to find and let loose whatever's down there? And I kind of almost got that this arc because uh, Shuryu was the former warden in level six, which is like just a bloodthirsty psychopath who is let loose and an ally of Blackbeard, apparently, because they both want to get revenge or take down Impel Down. Yeah. Or something. So, possibly, I think, service level, I think it's just simply Blackbeard wants to do the, the greatest jailbreak and let loose every criminal in Impel Down, which is very... I actually don't even want to say it, because it's actually very recent in the other series I was just going to mention here. So that might be spoilers for that. But 
he might be trying to let loose every criminal scum out there and just put the Navy on complete chaos or and or go even further down and not Cthulhu down there, right? Because Buggy says forgotten monsters, unnamed monsters. So I'm just thinking Shoggoth. I'm thinking Shoggoth. I'm rubbing my hands here again. Shoggoth, maybe? Someone, some Lovecraftian monster down there. Come on, please. Yeah. Godzilla, I don't care. <laughs> some but, so, I mean, I don't think there's anything of particular note left in that little escape section, right? Up to right. floor one, at least. So, like, oh, while well, that, one more thing, that's one more happening. Thing. Oh, go for it. The ultimate sacrifice. We have. To talk uh, that's what I was going to say up until. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I said up until we get to the top floor. So, yeah, okay. the climb up is fine. Cool action. Jinbei, awesome. Crocodile's back, awesome. We get to Eva, awesome. Inazuma, also, who seems to be like uh, Eva's right hand man. They mm-hmm. also go back and forth between being a boy and a girl, are also awesome. And use yeah, like scissor cut, powers in really yeah, cool cut, ways, doing awesome stuff. Cutting stuff apart, making shake, makeshift ladders going up, like a stairwell. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, great, great, great action. Uh, like three, two, three chapters there where they're fighting their way back up to escape. Absolutely. Because, you know, we've kind of found out they got to the bottom too late. Ace is already gone. He's on his way yeah. out. So they got to get out now and follow him to Marine Fort. While he's, yeah, while he's being escorted and then tell beyond us, the doors again. Tell us how they make that escape. The ultimate sacrifice. <sighs> you made a little reference to what a certain person named Bon Clay did at the end of Alabasta. He sacrificed himself for the Straw Hats at the time to escape by, you know, I think he was sabotaging the the Navy ship that was tailing them and distracting them. No, no, sorry. It was a distraction, right? He was pretending to be on the the merry-go, but it was actually him being in disguise. Either way, he sacrificed himself to let the Straw Hats escape, right? Once we it. get that again. He disguises himself as Magellan, the, the warden, and t- orders the... The you know the navy officers of hell to open the gates of justice right the gates that we saw on the other side of Eni's lobby which was a great callback but we see it again and we were on the other side the whole time and now we're going through it again as they go towards the navy headquarters where that's back along the red line but he orders them to open the doors the real Magellan opens the door and sees himself <laughs> Monica just goes well shit well you know what I have no regrets he cracks his fingers. He's happy about what he did. Everyone shouts, like, th- well, you know, the people who matter, like Luffy. Thank you, Bon Clay. He takes up, like, that crane stance one more time. Like, he's going to mm-hmm. lose. He's not going to make it out. But I'm just yeah. like. And his last dude, words. Like, do you have any last words? Satisfaction. That's all I say. I like, satisfaction. Yeah. I'm just like, that is a fucking what? slow clap worthy, dude. Uh, what <laughs> a guy. Mr. Two. What a uh, man. You know, you know, VV is an honorary straw hat. You know what? Fuck it. Bon Clay is definitely an honorary straw hat too. At this point, oh, I, I, I think so. Yeah, I don't care. I, I okay. I know a lot of the members of the straw hats are gonna have issues with Bon Clay because he was very uh, sexual harassing. Let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. But the, what he did, his actions speak louder. Come on, man. Where he's just like, I don't forget my friends. I, I'm satisfying here. It's very real to say that Blancle might actually be dead at this point, although it's off screen, yeah. so he might, you know, just be thrown into the level, layer six of Impel Down, which is why I'm hoping, kind of here, hoping that Blackbeard succeeds with his ultimate goal, which is probably like mass breakout, right? Mass breakout during like the conflict uh-huh. going on. Because let's be honest here, the lead up is going to be everyone who broke out, Luffy, Buggy, Mr. Three, Mr. One, Crocodile, Jinbei. Whitebeard. I don't know if Whitebeard's there already or not, but he's gonna be there. Versus the other warlords, 
probably Hancock joining on Luffy's team, right? Um, yeah. When the, when shit hits the fan, um, probably because let's be honest, she's a simp. Yeah. Uh, she she wants that rubber dick, and <laughs> the warlords and the navy fighting together, and just one emperor, right? I don't think Shanks is going to be there. Shanks tried to stop this from happening. So, Whitebeard... Yeah, it's going to be a massive, like, Avengers moment where it's just a, a bunch of people coming together. It's going to be a big fight. So, next arc is going to be, be shit hitting the fan. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, good. Uh, yeah, so... excited. Yeah, absolutely I am. Um... Oh, we should mention also the pre-chapters before the arc ended. We mentioned already about Sanji being on Pink Island Life. Uh, Robin escapes to the Rebel Army. Yeah, because the Rebel Army comes in and rescues the prisoners there. Uh, Frankie apparently finds Vegabunk's workshop, which is a big fucking deal to me, but it's a pre-chapter image. So I'm like, what could that mean? I swear to God, the next chapter better not be moving on. To a different pre-chapter. But, either way, what I did uh, look back on is it's really sad seeing these pre-chapters where it's supposed to be like, oh, look at these side characters right, moving on, right? They may or may not come back. That was always the fun to it. And now we're seeing the Straw Hats in this. And I'm just like, oh, they're not here. <laughs> and just the ending as well of this arc with Ace like walking up to the execution it looks like it, it looks like a Goldie Roger execution about to happen. Yeah, it's it's like almost mirroring it. Oh, and he's constantly going like, Luffy, you better not be here, bro. You better be going. You better be leaving. Do not be here. Kind of thing. And it's just yeah, because like, he he's probably already or still really worried now because he knows Luffy's in Imple Down. Mm -hmm. he, he was, was there, he, and as far as you know, he's still there. Yeah, that, that my my weird little brother keeps constantly getting into trouble like this. God damn it! Like, please, this one time, just stay out of here. This is too big. But Luffy gonna be Luffy. But Luffy. <laughs> this is gonna be crazy circumstances because like we mentioned earlier luffy doesn't have the straw hats it's this makeshift team of yeah. former antagonists they're really strong we got crocodile and jimbei for fuck's sake yeah we he's also got arguably got more firepower with him than he would if he was just with his own but yeah more firepower but less chemistry yeah so that might definitely be a bite in the ass so what i anticipate for the next arc this is like me doing my guessing here so People who've read on ahead or know what's going on ahead, I really have no idea. If I actually call it, I doubt I will, though. I think, ultimately, the rescue will be successful. But there's going to be a lot of casualties along the way. Maybe even to Luffy on a personal level. Maybe, mm -hmm. like, maybe one of them loses a limb. Maybe Ace loses, like, the other arm, right? Shanks right. lost his left. Maybe Ace loses his right. I don't know. And so Luffy gets that reminder that I need to be stronger. I need to go back with my friends. And we're going to get that late characterization that I wanted with Luffy, where he truly realizes I am nothing without my crew. Like, I got these strong people, right? Crocodile, Jimbei, and even Jimbei is really friendly, but they're not my family. They're not my crew. So yeah. what I really hope is um, when they, because I'm pretty damn sure they will rescue Ace. That's my prediction. I don't think that's going to yeah. be like this. I don't think there's going to be like a last second loss. Yeah, well, let's actually, be real. That's a pretty safe assumption. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, a, it's a safe assumption, but I also think that, although on a writing level, it could be good for, you know, like because like I said, right, where I wanted Luffy to have that breakdown of like, I'm not strong enough. I really need to be with my 
friends again, my straw hats. Uh-huh. Um, and if he failed to rescue Ace, that could really hit hard home. But I also think that's not really Oda's style to just kill off what's seemingly a very, very important character this early. That's more like, you know, George R. R. Martin style, where it's right. like, no, you make mistakes, you get killed. That's how it goes. So 400 chapters in this early, he says. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, screen time with Ace. Screen time. Because you learn that, you know, they're Ace and Luffy's father's dragon. So I think they both need to be together for their eventual reunification with their father. Yeah, Their yeah. blood father, anyway. Yeah, with dragon. Yeah, so that, those are my thoughts. I'm predicting shit hits the fan. I expect a bittersweet conclusion where maybe the mission is successful, but casualties along the way, whether it's mental and or physical. And after that, I don't know. Straw hats are separated. There could be a time skip at that point. Who knows? Maybe like a montage, right? With Ace and Luffy training together. That could be a great way to do a time skip. Who knows? Okay. All right. So next week, everyone, we're finally arrived at the big one. Oh, the big one. It's the big, big one. one. Okay. I, don't, I, I had to backtrack. I'm not going to say the big one. I'm going to say a very big I mean, one. We, I mean, next I mean, we, week, as yeah, expected, anyway. Marine Forward arc. Marine Forward. 550 to 580. You can read 580. is the last chapter. 30 we'll chapters. We'll be discussing okay. in our next episode, 31. Including okay. 550. Yep. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, very fun. I'm looking forward to this discussion in our next yeah. episode very much. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I expect this, too. We, uh, we were saying it throughout the episode, too, where Amazon Lily and uh, Impel Down both seem like they were building up to this arc right here. Like, there's a lot of fun action between interesting world-building parts here, but this is where all the pieces are coming together. We're going to see... Uh, we're likely going to see the other warlords we haven't seen yet. Um, I think there's only one that we haven't seen fight yet. It's the uh, Flamingo guy, I think. Uh, right, he, yeah. he might be... We might see Mihawk go into full action, which I don't know, because he's probably too powerful <laughs> from my last impression. He might actually kick back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see a Hancock fight, probably too. Again, it's going to be like endgame for Avengers at this point, except no Straw Hats, sadly. Right. But it's going to be a combination. Yeah, we don't everyone. know. We don't know there's no Straw Hats. Uh, you know, I personally we'll say I probably think, not. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna say personally, most likely not, because at the end of Amazon Lily, it was almost like quite certain that they're stuck on their own islands in some in one way or another, whether they want to or not. Right. So, I don't think they'll reunite in some way. Um, so hopefully, Luffy can make friends with his new ones that he has now. Where can they Where can they contact you, Justin, if they want to ask any questions about our podcast? Yeah, if you want to ask any questions about our podcast or talk about one piece hit me up on twitter at jitsu g-i-t-s-u post random anime shower thoughts sometimes i'll post clips from whatever games i'm playing on pc and how about mm. yourself jacob to talk about anime stuff and one piece up to this point yeah if you got spoiler free stuff about one piece maybe questions about you know past arcs alabasta arlong park water seven please water seven uh you can find me at <laughs> at jacob miranda on twitter um I don't post these clips as nearly as much often. Um, I was going through a phase when I was playing, replaying FF7R. As of right now, I'm just trying to get everyone to, all my friends to get the back for Blood Beta so, so we can have some fun gaming. Um, it's not as good as Left 4 Dead personally, but I'm playing on console. It's probably different on PC. Um, it doesn't feel as good as Left 4 Dead, but listen, I need that Left 4 Dead itch regardless, and Back for Blood is good enough to get that itch going. So, okay. Hell yeah. All right. So, <laughs> one more time. Next week, Marine Force 550. 
Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. <laughs>